Welcome to the Horror Comics Podcast, episode 37, I think. I've got another awesome crossover conversation here with Eric. Uh, Previously Legendary Bearded Geek, it's now been rebranded to Legendary Geek Outs, and I'll let Eric tell you all about that uh, in the conversation that we have coming up here, um, which is awesome, but real quick... If you want to get in touch, please find me at Horror Comics Pod on Twitter. My email is horrorcomicspodcast at gmail.com. You can send in your uh, real-life experiences, horror tales, stories, whatever, uh, there, and I will read them on the show. Just let me know if you want them to be anonymous or not, because um, that's one thing that I, you know, want to do but um, also I want to give a huge thanks to so far crumbs for supporting the show on patreon which is just patreon.com slash horror comics podcast there's two tiers there you have a the dollar bin which is literally one dollar and uh, it just helps out the show a little bit but you also get a shout out here on the main on this feed you know I'll, you know, say your name and give you a big thank you for helping out. Um, and then there's also a $5 tier, which is called the Tomb of Terror. And you get a shout out, but you also get access to the Patreon feed of extra episodes. Uh, we're going to have a video chat and talk about, you know, just talk about whatever, horror, movies, whatever we're into. It doesn't have to be horror-related, but I want to talk to you as a patron who's supporting me. We're going to have a video chat. We're going to record it, and I'm going to post it on the Patreon only um, for you to be able to go back and watch, and, you know, if you choose, but it's also, be you know, going to be an episode on the Patreon channel. Um, and these chats uh, so far... Well, there's only been the one with crumbs. It ended up being like like two hours long, I think, roughly. So it could, you know, I'm not saying every one of the chats will be that long. It just depends on what we're talking about. Um, <clears throat> but like that's that's the thing. We will video chat and we'll record it. I'll record it and put it out there. Um, so that's part of the, the Patreon. And it's not it's not to be like you get to talk to me. It's more of like, let's connect on this sort of common thing that we have, this common interest that we have, and hopefully the Patreon can be a a place where more people with common interests uh, that listen to the show can also post their, you know, original content, their, uh, you know, their comic books, you know, just just make it, a, you know, a page where it's, it's like if you're supporting the show, you're also like being it, there's also a place there where it's like, OK, here's like minded people that we can talk about whatever or I can share my comic book or we can talk about movies or comics or whatever, um, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. I just kind of want it to be open to all those different things. But also I want to get to know people and then and, and talk about these kind of, you know the things that we're into. So I'm putting that out there. That's why I want to do a video chat deal for the tomb of terror tier, uh, the $5 tier. Um, and also give you a shout out. So again, thanks crumbs for, uh, seeking out the show. 
uh, and finding it and, uh, and, and supporting and, uh, you know, that's really cool. So that's a new thing that I'm doing the Patreon deal. So go check that out. Also check out nightmare threads, go to the show notes. There's a link down there. That's nightmare threads. If you follow that link, that helps the show out. They have a lot of cool uh, horror merch, but not even just horror merch. They have more stuff than that, too. Uh, but also, you could save a little bit of money, 5% off your order for using the promo code Horror Comics. One word, Horror Comics. Put it in all caps. I don't know if that matters, but put it in all caps. That's where they sent it to me. So all caps, Horror Comics saves you 5% on your order. There's cool shirts and cool uh, horror merch there. So go check it out. You're going to like what you see. Uh, you're going to find something that like lines up with what you're into. Um, but without much further ado, we'll get into uh, yet another sort of crossover here with my friend Eric who is the legendary bearded geek, uh, but he's rebranding his podcast to legendary geek outs. So go look that up. He's going to give you all of the contact info there uh, pretty quick. Once we get into our discussion uh, and you know, I, I can't promote this dude enough. He's a really good guy. Uh, he's got great ideas and great content that he's about to give you through legendary geek outs and uh, just a general fan of horror and great to talk to about the subject in any capacity, whether it be books or movies or music or comics or whatever. Uh, I love talking to this dude, and that's why we got back together again on here to just talk about it again. And it, like, I, and I talk about it a little bit on, uh, on the, you know, what's to come, but... Um, I I am preparing an episode of old school comics in like the sort of radio play style, but like I'm telling you, the the podcast gods have just been shitting all over me, like it's insane. Um, I don't want to go into full detail, and I can't remember if it's on the actual recording where I'm talking to Eric or not, or if it's pre all that, but like. We have just had the craziest shit going on over here. Um, a lot of it dealing with like homeowners insurance and things, uh, you know, walls slash gates slash fences falling on neighbors' properties and the back and forth of the insurance wanting to pay and not wanting to pay and covering this and covering that on top of just having a three-year-old and uh, trying to also work and make money. It's just been crazier than it's ever been. Um, I always have an excuse for why I haven't done the old school radio play, but like now it seems like it's really ramped up as to the uh, severity, severity, I guess, of the excuses. But um, I do appreciate all of you who are still listening and, and subscribe to the show and, um, you know, participate in sending messages and like my posts on Twitter and retweet and all that stuff. It really helps a lot. It really does. Um, so thank you all for, for being here and listening and, and subscribing and, and sharing and whatnot. Uh, it means the world to me. It truly does that you still, you know, stick with me through, <laughs> through all this shit. 
Um, so again, thank you all very much. Um, and it will, it will happen. The, the, the next episode that I am building will come along. Uh, it's, it's just going to take a little bit of time. Um, AKA possibly schools maybe opening again. Maybe not. I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, but we'll see who knows, <laughs> but, uh, I, I, again, done. I'm done. I can't thank you enough without further ado. Here's my chat with Eric from the newly rebranded legendary geek outs. All right, man. Uh, <sighs> dude, what's going <laughs> on, man? Uh, what, what has been happening? You've had some changes. You've had some changes that you've I've made, made in your show. What's going on with that? Quite a few. I was originally uh, going to do two podcasts. I was going to do the Legendary Bearded Geek and do another one that was going to be solely on uh, Doctor Who. Well, then I realized I'm not quite as multitask capable as you are. I can't do two things at once like that. So I decided, fuck it. Doctor Who is geeky enough. I could do a couple of shows about Doctor Who on the Doctor uh, Legendary Bearded Geek podcast. So I'm like, all right, got that shit straight. I'm just going to stick to one. And then I was talking to somebody on Twitter who informed me that they had been listening to me since uh, they found out who I was and come to find out they weren't listening to me. They were listening to an Australian podcast called The Bearded Geeks. Ah, okay. And their logo looked exactly like mine. Holy shit, okay. So I was like, I was like, fuck. So I was sitting there just rolling over ideas on like, I was like, should I just fucking own what I've got and just change the logo or should I, you know, try and reinvent it? And then, you know, talking to you and, you know, a couple of other podcasters about, you know, organization and all that. And they like, they, they pretty much told me organization does help a mm-hmm. lot. So I turned around and figured out, okay, I'm going to do one week. I could do one week, one episode on, uh, comic books and do like uh, the entire previous month's worth of comic books in one episode. Uh, the next one on video games where I can, you know, talk about different video games or the, just the culture of video games in general, and then do uh, the next episode on horror stuff. And that's like everything horror video games, comic books, the movies, mm-hmm. true ghost stories and shit like yeah, that, man. urban legends, stuff like that. And then the fourth week, TV shows and movies, because that's where I could fit in like Doctor Who and like old 90s retro cartoons like the Ninja Turtles and fucking, you know, DuckTales uh, and all that shit. <laughs> Darkwing shit Duck. Shit from the childhood. Darkwing Dark fucking <laughs> Duck. Damn. Dude, I've got a Darkwing Duck pop vinyl mm. in the back of the house nice, right man. now. Uh, and then after that, just, you know, repeat, go back to comics and then, you know, go on like that. And that's how uh, Legendary Geek Outs which is the new show came to be, which will have guests up there. Then we're literally geek out, rage, uh, rage out, you know, something pisses us off that we see like the, you know, say, uh, justice Lee, yeah. uh, just let them have it. Like, okay, this is how we really fucking think. Just be yeah, raw yeah. about it. But then if we truly love something, keep it friendly and, you know, mutual and shit like that, like have discussions, like, you know, have somebody on that might like Marvel stories better than DC stories. And, you know, me being a DC guy, just being like, okay, yeah. well, I'll listen to what you've got to say. And, you know, we could be understanding with mm-hmm. each other. 
So oh, yeah, man. that's pretty much it, man. What about you? Dude, that's awesome. Well, I, before we get into that, like, what, so you have new like social media credentials and stuff like that. What, what's, what's the new social media outlets that people can find you? Oh, uh, well, it's, I'm still, uh, my, my main is at bearded geek 19 on Twitter, but the show is linked up to that at geek out geek outs pod. And that's where I post like the actual show. Info. Okay, cool. Cool. So geek outs at geek outs pod on Twitter. Yes. Oh yeah, man. That's awesome, dude. Um, yeah, I, uh, God, I'm, um, <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but like I've been working on this episode of, of the podcast that is, uh, the haunt of fear, like, uh, an old EC comics issue of haunt of fear, uh, doing like the old school thing. I say old school thing, but you know what I used to do, like the radio show thing and like do like the background music and all that stuff. I do. It's never fucking taking me this long to do an episode of it, but like with <laughs> like having, uh, the kid at home all the time, almost all the time. We, we, we get help, uh, but not nearly as much as we used to. And it's summer anyway, so he wouldn't be in school. But like this has been dragging out and it's just been thing after thing. And so like I'll go in and like I'll do a little bit, come in, do a little bit more. But it's like weeks later and I'm like, I don't know if the audio matches up because I've changed this and that. And, um, it, it sucks because it's like, I, I remember like, it's probably been a couple of months now. Like I posted, um, uh, I think it was, it was in response to, I think Trevor, uh, Trevor Markwart, uh, the artist, uh, who I love. Um, and it was like, I've got, you know, another one of those old radio play episodes coming out in a week or two or something like that. And like, I think about that tweet all the time and I'm like. God damn it. Like I don't, it's not, and it was now it's been weeks after week after week after week. And like, I, I'm like, God, I, and it's not like, Oh, I tweeted it. So I need to do it. It's more of just like, I, I love doing those episodes. It's just the time and the effort. It's not just like, like where we can sit down like right now and just have a conversation. You know, it's, it's like reading, reading the stories. If you know, especially if I haven't ever read it before, like reading through it and like, and then reading it again and then like getting ready to do it, quote unquote, perform it for the podcast. And, you know, that's usually a couple of takes, give or take. And then like getting like picking the background music, which I've started to kind of just like get a sort of general background music that I've sort of pieced together. Um, but then if I want certain background noises and then I have to use like different voice effects and stuff that I want to use. Cause you know, I don't, I don't want to just, I, I like doing all the weird stuff with the vocal effects, but that's my problem <laughs> is like finding the time to do that. So it's just kind of a bummer on that end. But, um, you know, of course I have a blast doing the, the Hill house comics with Joey and, um, we just recently launched the Patreon, um, which I did, um, with, uh, a great dude named crumbs who I think, you know, um, yes, I do. yeah, good, really good dude. We did, uh, the, the very first Patreon, uh, video chat, which is only available on Patreon. Um, but like 
it's it's kind of a it's a funny story because I I made the Patreon just to kind of see like what are we what would I do like do I want to do this let me just set it up and see what the tiers look like and then after I'm done does this look like something that like you know that it seems worth it and there's just the two tiers it's like the one dollar bin and then there's like the five dollar tomb of terror and um that's like basically we're gonna we'll have a video chat and i'll upload it to youtube set it to private and then upload it to patreon and it'll just only be on patreon and and it's just kind of like that's sort of the deal it's just like we can just have this like separate, you know, it doesn't have to be like a crossover or anything like that. It's just for like supporters. Um, and we'll just chat and like get to know and had a fucking blast talking to that dude. We ended up talking for like two and a half, maybe close to three hours. I can't remember how long the video ended up being, but like had a great time talking. And we ended up like having like a bunch of cool, like mutual things with music and like kind of getting around close to the same scene. And it was awesome. So uh, I've been I've been kind of working on that and like uh, trying to figure that out and the best ways to kind of do those video chats moving forward. Uh, so you know that's been something I've been kind of messing around with. But uh, that was you know he he found it. Uh, the whole point was like he found it before I even realized it was launched because I set it up and didn't realize that it like once you set it up and you click okay it's launched and it's public. And he like went and somehow found it, like like dug around and was like, Oh, horror comics has one. Okay. That's when you know you're doing right. When you're doing a good job, when you have someone going out of their way to be like, Hey, I wonder if I can actually help. Yeah. And it like really like made me like, cause I got the email when I think we were on vacation and I was like, "What, what, what do you mean? You have a Patreon, you have a new patron or whatever. I was like, how? No, I didn't launch it yet. And it was like, no, nope. apparently I did. And he found it. I was like, oh shit. I like, I sent him an email back. I was like, hey, dude, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I launched it, but thank you. Like, thanks a lot. So now I got to come up with content. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, like, uh, yeah, we went back and forth, like, just like, hey, I mean, do you think this is like cool? Like, this, are these good tiers? I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm paranoid that, like, you know, is it, it, it seem like, I don't know, rip off, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like it would be fun to like kind of make it like a community page and like have it be a place where people can go and like share their content or just chat about horror comics on the Patreon. While also like, if you're on the patron, like we're going to get to do like a video chat for however long and just like chat about and just talk bullshit. And like, we'll post on the patron and you get to have, you know, that video and, uh, everybody else on the Patreon, uh, Patreon can watch it too. So, you know, and I, I want to think of new things moving forward, but I didn't want to do anything higher than like five bucks, you know? Um, well, I got to say that the name tomb of terror is fucking glorious. I, I actually enjoy that shit quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I figured, I figured having like a, a video chat being like sucked into like looking into the camera, <laughs> the ancient Egyptians thought that it likes, or not ancient Egyptians, but like there's like, uh, some kind of beliefs that like uh, the lens of the camera or something like that would like steal your soul. I don't fucking know. Not, not necessarily just like, of a camera. There's like weird beliefs about that. So it's like, how do we relate being on video chat to ter- yeah, horror stuff? It's like, Oh, tomb of terror, I guess we'll call that the camera, the video chat. So, um, but and also every episode I'm, you know, I'll, I'll 
if you know if the list list goes you know gets larger uh you know i'll give a shout out to everybody that's part of the patreon too so on on each episode of just the regular show so i don't know it's it's nothing crazy i didn't want to go crazy because i didn't want it to be like you know contribute $50, you know, because it's like, that's, I I could never, I could never give a content that's worth that. So I figure a dollar and five bucks is probably, it's safe to like, you know, provide different things. And there's like, uh, me and Joey talking, um, about, uh, like, I think we talked about new metal and like, and like rap metal, like Limp Biscuit and stuff like that, that era of music oh, for about 30, 45 minutes. So that's an episode that's on there. It's like the, actually, actually the first thing that's that I ever posted on there. Um, but anyway, enough about that. Uh, we can talk about fucking whatever, dude. Um, horror stuff. Okay. So what is some of the stuff we've gone through in, in our sort of Twitter DMS, uh, to talk about for this. I know that, uh, I know that as you and you were just talking about music, like we had discussed like horror movie soundtracks, yeah. like which one will we consider to be like the all time, like fucking not scores, but I'm talking about like soundtracks music. that like just amps up the fucking horror movie. Even oh, more. Okay. Okay. And cause I mean, scores, I mean, some of them are hit or miss, uh, but then again, so are some of the soundtracks. Yeah. I know that yeah. uh, one of the most repraised uh, horror movie soundtracks is the Freddy versus Jason soundtrack. And I <laughs> yeah. have to fucking agree yeah. with that because I love that fucking album. Uh, that and Queen of the Damned. Oh, man. Dude. Yeah. I remember there was a bunch of um, that was like a kind of a mashup soundtrack, right? There was like a bunch of different artists sort of working together. Yeah, uh, well, all the music that they wrote in the movie for the Vampire Lestat was written by Jonathan Davis from Korn, speaking of new metal. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in the movie, every time that the Vampire Lestat performed, it was always Jonathan Davis's voice, if you ever caught on to it. It was never actually uh, Stuart Townsend. It was always uh, Jonathan Davis's singing voice. Okay, okay. Uh, But on the album it had different artists doing like just the singer, just the front men of the art of the bands, like uh, doing the songs from the movie. Like you had uh, Chester Bennington, yep. God rest his soul. Uh, Wayne static. God, rest, God his rest his soul. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, that's right. Damn. David Draymond. Yeah. Yeah. From disturbed. Yeah. Uh, Jay Gordon. I think his name is Jay Gordon from yeah, orgy. Yeah. Uh, fuck. God, talk about mashups of like, of like an era. Good Lord. That's crazy. Manson. Manson was on there. Manson did one. Yeah. And I mean, just the, the the songs that they wrote for it, they might have been they might have been considered new metal, but they were fucking good. That's cool. I don't know that I need to check that out cuz I and it, honestly now that you're bringing that up, I don't know that I saw that movie. Um oh, wow. Yeah, that yeah. Was, definitely need to watch was that. Was that the that was the like the kind of the follow-up to like Wait, am I confusing it with something else? What am I? No, it was it was after interview with the vampire. Okay. But the thing is, like the way that the actual Vampire Chronicles is written, if I remember, because I've read that uh, the actual book series, and I think Vampire, I think Queen of the Damned was actually the third uh, book in the series. 
I think the second was the vampire Lestat, and I'm gonna kick, kick myself in the ass. So I'm looking it up right I, now. I think that's what it is, right? He's that's it's like he's the kind of carryover character in that. Yeah, it was. So it, was uh, it went interview with the vampire, uh, the vampire Lestat, and then Queen of the Dam. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I'm a big Anne Rice fan. So. Cool. I saw her house in New Orleans one time. I was down, I mean, I've been on there a bunch of times, but like um, the girl I was dating at the time, her family moved down there and her sister lived like a couple of blocks and around the corner uh, off of, I think it was off of St. Charles Street. And like it, like you're like, we were like walking the dogs. And like, you're just walking and all of a sudden, because there's a bunch of big, huge houses and a bunch of small, quaint, like not, it's, it's a mashup of all these different styles, but like, it's just overall, it's just a really cool street. And, um, we come up on, it's just, it's like literally it like becomes nighttime when you walk by this house, <laughs> it doesn't matter the time <laughs> of day. And it's just like, I remember we were walking by and they were like, oh yeah, this is, uh, this is Anne Rice's house. And, and it, it wasn't like, and she's there right now, but like at some point she like owned it or lived there or something like that. She might've then, I don't know, but like, it was just like, clearly it was like, well, yeah, I believe that because now for some reason uh, it was noon and now it's midnight. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. There's red candles that- burning in from the windows. Like, but like, it was just, it, it was cool. I mean, it was really, it was really cool. But, um, and also, being back uh, back when I was actually playing music, uh, there used to be a rumor, or kind of like a legend or whatever, that if you happen to be down and around that area and knew exactly where his house was, if you went up to BB King's house and knocked on his door, he would invite you in to play. Really? Guitar. Damn. I'm pretty sure that was bullshit, but just a <laughs> nice fucking thought. That would be cool, though, right? <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! The fucking king, man. Yeah, I mean, Jesus, like. I mean, honestly, I would not be able to keep up. Uh, well, no. you know, so I'd be like, yeah, no. I, I was about to say, like, I'd <laughs> knock on every door, but really, realistically, I'd just be like, I don't want to play guitar, but can I just watch you play guitar? Because <laughs> I would, pro- truth, truth be told, like being in that kind of a presence, like you know, sitting down in the same room watching him play, I would probably develop carpal tunnel just. Watching. I know, right? Yeah, good lord. Him and Eric Clapton both, Jesus Christ, yeah. they're they're gods. Yeah, insane man. And uh, the uh, the Lucille, the, the guitar, like the the sort of signature series, rather like that. I guess Gibson was putting out like that, that's like a heavy, like weight wise. That's a heavy guitar. It's got the body of like a uh, you know like a like a a three thirty five like hollow body or like a an Epiphone Casino hollow body. Um, or a semi hollow body, whatever. You know what I mean? Like that shit won't hollow. Those big guitars, but that thing is solid. And I remember picking up one at the guitar store here. They were selling one. I was like, God damn, this thing is heavy. Like, yeah, I, I get it. I remember seeing BB King as a kid on the, like, um, the, uh, arthritis commercials and stuff like the medicine for arthritis. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't really think twice about it, but then like I when the first time I picked up that guitar, I was like, Oh, I get it. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus, man. Like that was, I, well, I get why he sat down a lot of the time too. It was like, yeah, I mean, it's a heavy guitar. Like, 
I wouldn't want to stand up, but that's you have fucking back well, problems, neck problem, whatever. You know, when you when you play when you're playing the blues, it's kind of it, it's more comforting to sit down yeah. and play than it is to stand up because I mean it just adds to the atmosphere. Yeah. It makes it seem like you're trying to relax to tell your right. story. Yeah, you're more like digging into the music as opposed to like if you're standing up, it's like you're you trying to perform or something. I I, I don't know. That might be I don't know. That's blanket statement, I guess. That's not. And I mean, yeah. him being his age, I'm, I don't see him moving around a whole lot like some of the people that are around nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, sitting down. I mean, I think out of every concert that I've ever been to, there's only been one band that I've ever seen where the lead singer he he moved around, but he literally all he did was walked. He didn't jump around. He didn't like he like headbang a little bit but but stained is the only band that i've ever seen live that can get the crowd going and he literally just stand yeah. there like i feel like every picture like, i've ever seen of stained uh i can't remember his name but yeah the singer like he was like kind of crouched over and just had a sort of fist in his stomach and a mic at his mouth <laughs> you know he's got a he's got a hell of a voice yeah to be perfectly yeah. honest well like, i mean yeah he, he does country now i was I gonna think. say yeah i mean and like yeah, you, people can make fun all they want, but like that's quite the transition. Like, and if you could be cons- uh, be successful at both, even if you don't like either style of music, like that, uh, that says something. You know, I feel like you know that's that's pretty well, uh, yeah, good on you. I like all I like all aspects of like any form of like music. Uh, as a matter of fact, like I might be like a metalhead, but you know, I started listening to metal when I was a kid. And then transitioned over into punk with the Misfits, and then started listening to horror punk, yeah. uh, which transferred over into psychobilly, uh, like the Necromantics and uh, the horror pops. Yeah, and then that transitioned over into a little bit more country, which was like a punk. What what us in North Carolina call a cowboy punk, which led me to my has been my favorite band since I think two thousand and seven. Uh, band from Memphis, Tennessee called Lucero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, holy shit, dude. I'm like, not super familiar with their music, but I know their name well. Is that, that's I not too far from it. me. So, you know, it's it's kind of like it's one of those things you start hearing band names and stuff. Yeah. yeah I would, I would, uh, I've, I mean, I've heard your band on Spotify. So, I mean, I, but for you, I would highly recommend listening to this, cool, to this band. Yeah. It's, really i'll send you the name to remember but yeah, yeah i mean man. uh back back to talking about the the horror movie soundtracks well, and shit well like real that. quick like, before we move off of off of this subject uh you're talking about like horror punk and all that uh what, what are your thoughts on unknown henson i actually haven't heard well of it's them. a it's a guy and uh, have you ever seen the show squidbillies Gosh, it's yes. a, the uh, adult swim. He's like the uncle that talks all crazy. What like, well, that was like, that's a unknown Henson. It's like a character that that guy, it's like his musical persona. And then like, he got the job on that show and like, I, just look him up. Just look up his videos, like on YouTube, like the dude, he's got years and years worth of videos. He's fucking hilarious. And like, but also like, He's really hilarious if you look at his online persona, but like he came to this podunk town, 
like 30 minutes south of here uh, in Louisiana in the middle of nowhere at this bar. And like, I mean, the dude's in his like 60s, if not older. And <laughs> did, I mean, he got up there. We got there and they were sound checking and he like wasn't in character. And I was like, holy shit, man. This dude is, I mean, I've never seen anyone shred like this guy does. And I mean, he's playing like country, country, I mean, rock, but then he starts shredding and you're like, holy fuck. I've never seen anybody play like this in any genre. <laughs> it's fucking nuts, like, uh, dude. That sounds like the metal band. Have you heard of, uh, I know if you haven't heard of the band themselves, you've heard of the people that are in the band, but it's called Rebel Meets yeah, Rebel. Yeah, yeah. Is that, that's like the, was uh, the, some of the guys from Pantera? Yeah, yeah, and, that's yeah, exactly then, uh, what, yeah. It, what's his that name? That shit yeah. was fucking gnarly. David Allen Cohen, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah. That, Cowboys from Hell. I was going to say, I always, the, the one song I've heard from them was the, uh, a song about the, oh God, what was the song called, man? It was like, about those country boys like to do their cocaine and like oh smoke. cowboys do more dope than rock yeah. and rollers cowboys do more dope than rock and rollers <laughs> but it's like yeah. him it's like david allen co over like a pantera riff like it's fucking killer well, yeah. it's it's david allen co and then it's uh rex brown vinnie paul and dimebag yeah Darryl. that's right yeah so it is it's that's my buddy carl who uh He's been on a couple of my episodes. He's the one that introduced me to them. Cool. And it was just like, why have I not fucking heard of these guys? And then you had the one that had, uh, fuck, uh, it's called Get Out of My Life. And it was, you know, that band. But then the 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 screaming in the middle of the song was done by Hank Williams Third. Oh, okay. So I they just you. added that extra guy into it. I was like, well, uh, fuck. I haven't heard that one, but yeah, I might have to check that out. Oh, that was yeah. the best one. <laughs> Has the best nice one, man. and that's and that's still Rebel Meets Rebel. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. Uh cool. Okay, so yeah, sorry, I wanted to throw that little bit there in about Unknown Henson because I mean, dude is killer. Uh but uh, so you, we were going back to the horror soundtracks. Um, dang, see, my mind was still on scores, so I just I miss it, like a it's we, like you said before we started recording like we've talked about a lot of things <laughs> in between there but like my soundtrack that isn't a I'm, it, this might change as time goes by but for my first thought was uh fright night um like the first of all the song like fright night the, the theme uh but then there's also like come to me but there's this song uh you can't hide from the beast inside that's like the sort of you know like your 80s like rock song or whatever that the band was called autograph um but that might have been the only thing they ever did i could be wrong about that but that was the only one i knew devo was on there too um but jesus that soundtrack i just remember so vividly even though it's like i like you go looking up like i'm trying to pull it up right now i'm just like to see who else was on there um yeah dude i mean okay jay jay giles band did the fright night song but then there's autograph was the band that did the one i just said there's ian hunter april wine i mentioned eva already there's sparks evelyn champ i don't know who most of these people are but like i remember the songs from it and then there was like the version of you know come to me and then they redid it for the second Friday night but like um uh 
that's just, I don't know. I've always loved that soundtrack. Um, God, I'm trying to think of other, I mean, the scream soundtracks were pretty good, but, um, shit. I'm, God, I should be yeah, better. Scream, at scream one and scream three had the better soundtracks, even though, uh, scream three pretty much just had, it was like Creed was on there. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, like how the hell are you going to do that to a horror movie? You're going to put a Christian rock band that <laughs> only years later we'll find out wasn't really a yeah, Christian like, band. We're not really Christian. Despite, we are, but we're not. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact that their first album had a song where they literally repeated the word goddamn like four times. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember okay, with the, the first scream the one that I rem- actually do remember, is, I, um, I'm, and I'm looking at the list right now, so I'm, I say I remember. I Now that I'm looking at the list, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can even remember the scenes that this was in, but like Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, not to be confused with that song also being in Dumb and Dumber. Um, <laughs> but, of course, you had Schools Out by Alice Cooper. That's pretty awesome. Um, there was a Moby song. Soho. Yeah, I think that was the, I think that was the end of the movie. Oh, okay. When everything's all happy again and shit. Huh. Yeah, I don't I maybe I'm confusing Scream with something else, but I thought that like like what really the I guess the nineties would have been the time for like well eighties and nineties, but like what what else I mean I guess I need more of a push because like I said, I was more thinking of like okay, like Just I like, obviously love okay. Halloween, but like zombie, like the Lucio Filci Fulci movie, like I love that sound. <laughs> I wasn't thinking like song songs, but like no, I was thinking about like songs that just drive the 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 murder in the movies to be ten times better. Just like you know, going back and looking at uh, even though it's still frowned upon, uh, the third Nightmare on Elm Street, you got fucking Dawkins singing Dream Warriors. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh dude. dude, dude. Oh oh dude. Uh, Dario Argento, Demons, man. Um, <laughs> you oh, had, fuck. that had um, is it uh, who did the was it Goblin that did the soundtrack? I think so. For that, God, I fucking idiot. I think so. We had a lot though. You had Billy Idol, Motley Crue. I thought Goblin did the soundtrack for that. Am I am I mixing that up with something else? I don't think so. I could have sworn the same thing. I'm. I, I feel say. like I'm going crazy right now. Ah, uh, soundtrack was used on LP. I need to get that. Uh, it has 1980s <laughs> rock and heavy metal themes, while the sequel was pop and new wave oriented. That's quite the shift. The soundtrack was performed live for the film's 30-year anniversary at Shock Pop Comic Con in February 2015. Dude, that's fucking awesome. The instrumental soundtrack was composed by Claudio Simonetti. Simonetti. Okay, so, well, I guess maybe I was wrong, man. The soundtrack was Billy Idol, White Wedding, Except Fast as a Shark, Motley Crue, Save Our Souls, Claudio Simonetti, those Rick Springfield, Pretty Maids, Go West, The Adventures, Saxon. I swear, okay, what am I thinking of that Goblin did the soundtrack? I could have sworn it was Demons. Like, was it Night of the Demons? Um, man, I don't know. Let's see. Fuck, I picked a hard-ass topic. It is. It's a, it's a good one, though. I, know, okay. <laughs> I was close. Goblin did, and they did Suspiria, it looks like. Dude, fuck. 
<laughs> Fuck that movie. I could have. I, I watched a review on that movie on uh, Dead Meat on YouTube. Okay. Fuck that movie. <laughs> and then I, it made it even worse when I actually went back and listened to, uh, I don't know if you've heard of this podcast, but it's called Horror Movie Night. And they they they, they rip on old horror movies. And then they, they, they I think they talked about the original Suspiria. I'm just like, there ain't no fucking way I'm watching this movie. Oh yeah. Like, I, I saw, I saw clips of it. I was like, dude, there's no fucking way I'm watching this. <laughs> uh, I, it's been years since I've seen the original and like, I, I really, I, I sat on watching the remake. Um, and, um, uh, I did watch the remake finally and was just kind of like, okay, like I, I get it. Like I get it. It's not bad, but just, you know, I, I wasn't like wowed by it by any means, you know, it's, you know, kind of, uh, it's a little bit more like, I guess, physical, like gore. Uh, yeah. It's being updated in that sense. But like, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I wasn't as like, I was, by the time I made myself, I actually get sit down and like watch it. I was like, okay, like not, not bad. Some of the effects are really good, but I, I don't remember just being wowed by it. But then again, you know, a lot of times for me, it takes a second viewing to kind of really to get into something. But uh, uh, yeah, I need but to go back and watch it on original. remakes. What's that? I said, you know, my opinion on remakes. <laughs> oh, dude. Speaking of which, did you see the uh, the little teaser for Halloween Kills? Oh, dude. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. not technically a remake, though. That's actually not the remake. Sorry. I'm sorry. The, the, the teaser for the. The sequel to Halloween, yeah, that's probably the better way. Yeah, the sequel to this, yeah. yeah. I'm actually really fucking excited about that, despite the fact that they had to push it back another year. Yeah. uh, I completely understand. God damn, I'm excited for that fucking movie. So we talked about Halloween, um, and I wasn't wasn't stoked on it. And the more I've kind of thought about it, I'm like, okay, there's like some stuff to really appreciate there. But in the end, I, you know, I, I wasn't as thrilled with like the Laurie Strode stuff. But watching this teaser, which I'm, I'm going to spoil, uh, you know, if somebody hasn't seen it, pause it and go watch it. It's a short, short, short teaser. But it's like her and her daughter and her granddaughter in the back of a truck, like where they've been like, I guess, whoever picked them up and like the fire trucks and ambulances going, going out to the house, towards where the they house. and they're like, no, Jamie Lee Curtis, Jamie Lee Curtis, Curtis is yelling like, no, <laughs> let him burn, let him burn. And then you just see like the fire and like, you know, I was like, you know what, dude, that's pretty fucking cool. Cause I was like, yeah, you gotta admit, I was like, how are they going to get him out of this man? Yeah, exactly. Because that's what a lot of people are saying. Like, well, okay, and we already know that they've already mentioned they're going to make more, yeah, uh, two more Halloween movies, right? But we just watched him burn in a cage yeah. basement. How the fuck is he getting out of this? Yeah. one? they literally explain it in the teaser trailer how he's getting out of this, yep. and, and that's I all they couldn't tell you. be happier to actually have an explanation. Yeah, for sure. That's the one thing. It's like you don't really ever get before, you know. Um, it's like one thing to it's one thing to just like let it happen and make it in a in a way that it'll add to the story and be kind of creepy. Like, okay, how did he escape? But the way that they've done some movies is like they escaped, but 
why, like, how did they get locked back up again? Or, you know, yeah. Like the, 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 the fucking, uh, Halloween going between Halloween one and two, like she put six slugs in his fucking head and he disappeared. That was my one complaint about, uh, uh, 2018 Halloween, which was they legitimately showed that the hospital part never happened. And pretty much anything after the first movie never happened. Two, three, four, none of it happened. That's so, right. It was just straight up just, it was basically, this is like, this was Halloween 2 pretty much, which sucks. Yeah, I actually so, liked Halloween 2, and I liked that it picked up right where the first one left off, but Exactly. Either way, it's where we're going, I guess. Yeah. Yeah that that would have been that would have been good. But what they don't explain is that she put the six in his head, and they showed it. They put the the last few minutes of the first Halloween in the end of this or the beginning of this movie. So it's like, it yeah, it's like so you see this, but then it says uh, what's uh, so many years later, thirty years later, or some shit like that. Uh, he's back in. Smith's yeah. Grove. Okay, well, he they just showed him get shot. They just showed his body disappear. Yeah. How did he get locked up? Yeah. We need I, answers. From what I remember, and it's been a while, so I could be wrong. I, I remember it's like this, all the shots like went in his torso, which is probably unrealistic, but that's what I remember seeing was like it was going in his torso, which is like a little bit more like, okay, I guess like if you're a, which in the original Halloween, he's not a big dude. Uh, he's a slender no. kind of you know, thing, but he's still, he's still with you know a more he was no menacing presence. Tyler Maine. Is that who is that who did it in the uh, in the in Rob the newer Zombies. one? Oh, in no, Rob Zombie, yeah, yeah, Rob Zombies. Tyler Maine was Rob Zombie. It was still, believe it or not, the Michael Myers that we got in the 2018 one was actually the same Michael Myers we got from the first. Really, one. Nick Castle. Huh. That's interesting. It seems like I mean, maybe it's just the way they shot it. It just seems like such a bigger menacing presence well i don't think i'm not 100 percent sure i know that nick castle played michael myers but i don't remember if he played michael myers in the suit or if he was the body without the mask at, at the, the asylum yeah 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 uh i don't know all i know is they showed some they fuck they fucking pushed some envelopes with the with the 2018 god yeah damn. the violence was uh like when it happened was pretty uh was pretty good. I mean, I, it was like, you know, the kills were, were crazy and it was just less like, Oh, well here's this, you know, babysitter hooking up with a guy while the kids asleep. It was more just like a rampage through the, you know, the town. And yeah, I, I yeah, did like walked that, into that one woman's house. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I walked into that one woman's house and all of a sudden you see him grab her by her hair and push the knife through the back of her neck. Yeah. It comes out of her like esophagus. And I'm just like, well, yeah. damn. Yeah. And then, you know, as I mentioned in the last time I was on here that, uh, I don't do child death very well. Yeah. I, I know they killed, I know they killed that one kid for the, truck, the truck, but yeah. when they showed the, yeah, when they showed the baby, I was like, if he kills that baby, I'm leaving this fucking theater. I nope, I'm not, I'm not dealing with that shit. Yeah. And then he let him go. So I was like, okay, the baby's yeah. motherless now, but okay. Right. Um, so, okay. So you're right. Uh, uh, Nick Castle played, it looks like, well, okay, so uh, he, it says he played the shape. 
But then James Jude Courtney also played the shape. But that James Jude Courtney is the one that you saw out of the mask and like in like the rest, the truck stop bathroom, like take out the podcasting, okay. the worst podcasting a couple of all time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what would have been the that worst sounding podcast? No, it was. Though. It was it made me feel weird. It made my skin crawl. Like in a in a way that I don't like horror movies to make me feel. But like I, it did. Teeth? Yeah. Oh like, God. Yeah. That made my skin crawl. Like it wasn't even the fact of seeing the teeth. It was the fact that you know how he got those teeth. Yeah. And then and, the the, yeah. the sound they made as they hit the floor one yeah. by one. It was just cringy. Yeah. And there's just something about like that scene where it's just like he's going after the girl and like the guy comes in and it's just like killing each other in front of each other and neither one of them can help the other one. And it's just like something about that just makes my stomach sick. Like, I guess in my mind, like, I guess I put myself in that situation and I'm like, it, if I, if, if I go there in my head, then it's like, as if that I'm like in a way experiencing that. And it's like, that's like my worst nightmare, you know, which I guess is what these horror movies are for. It's to like make you feel, you know, that, but like, it's something that is like, I don't know, for some reason that scene just made me feel weird. Like, no, there was a lot to feel weird about with that movie. Cause like I said, that was coming out in a newer age. Um, yeah, you know, they had the unexplained, but apparently they said that they did that for a reason about the uh, the dickhead boyfriend at the dance that, you know, just all of a sudden wasn't a part of the story anymore after he got caught. Like, there was nothing else to it. So, I mean, apparently he's going to come yeah. back later in one of the huh. other movies. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that that franchise could very well save franchises in general because – it came out like they decided they were going to do this after Rob Zombie did his movies. So now they're going back and wiping out continuity. So yeah. forget everything that you saw after the first, the very first Halloween movie never fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Give us a four part story and end it the way that it probably should end. Cause that shit did kind of go on too long. Despite the fact that Michael's my favorite uh, slasher of all yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, same here. He holds rank over. He holds rank over Freddy. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah, same I, here. My wife is Freddy. My wife loves yeah. Freddy, but uh, I haven't always will be a Michael Myers yeah. guy. Well, there's a there's. I understand like a Freddy being like a favorite though because it's like there's like a comfort to Freddy that's like very there's like a, I don't know. It's, that's the only way I can say it. there's like a comfort to Freddy Krueger that's very like okay, well, it's very like it's just in dreams and like he's got like puns like after the more so after the first and the further the series goes into it obviously like there's puns and like funny things that that, like there's a little bit of relief even though it's still brutal like with like michael myers there's no like comedic relief you know and i feel like in in any of the movies even if there's a character that's like the funny like dipshit that gets killed like there's no bones about michael myers in any of it you know like he is fucking scary. Uh, you know, that's that's kind of the thing about him is uh but um no, I'm no, this this teaser for Halloween Kills got me. And what's the third one going to be called? They've already announced the name. It's uh, like Halloween End. Is that what it is? Yeah. I believe so. I, I hope so. I mean, you know, it, nothing ever ends, you know? Like it's not going to be over. I, in a few years, I'm sure there'll be some sort of 
remake or like a reboot or something because it's like it's an IP. I'm sure it's an IP. They got to make money, but like if they can find a way to just move on, I don't know, maybe go back. No, I could never do it. Michael Myers is the thing that sells it. So I was like, and and, you you know, know, in a day and age where TV, TV and movies surpass actual reading and the fact that the generation that, you know, is making these movies, the people that are making these movies right now, they're probably like, it's a fucking book. Yeah. They they can't come up with anything original, you know, on their own. So instead of doing like something decent, like maybe going to find one of these great classic horror literature books and reading it and being like, holy shit, I can do this. We get, here's a remake of some shit that you've seen a million times. Yeah. That's why the exorcist. Well, I love, okay. I love the exorcist. I do agree that at times it's a little overrated, but I love the exorcist, but it was based off of a book and it still holds as one of the scariest fucking horror movies for its time. Yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think it's overrated because of what you just said, because of its time, like when it came out, like for being a mainstream and, you know, I'm not well versed in like, you know, how well it did at the box office or how many people went and saw it. But I know that it was a big deal and like haunted people's like scarred people. I mean, like it was and it was crazy and it was like, you know, there's a lot of things in it that were like super over the top when it comes to content, like with the cross and like stabbing her. self. Yeah. you know what I'm talking about? Like. Uh, there's a lot of that stuff that was like, you know, not you are you're they separating yourself from any potential like hardcore Christian audience that might still be willing to go watch horror movies. You know, like if you have that stuff in there that that, that they would consider at the time blasphemous, I'm sure now still too, but like things like that, like there's a lot of carryover from all different audiences for horror movies. So if you, you're, you're dealing already with exorcisms, but then to have her like, you know, fuck me and like stabbing yourself, you know, that stuff's crazy in and of itself, but like just the spider crab walking backwards and the head spinning and the puking and all that stuff. Like, I I don't think it's overrated because of the time that it came out in, but, um, you know, I, I, I can see how audiences today, you know, younger people might think it could be dated, but I'm still like, I don't know, man. I think it's pretty fucking scary. <laughs> so. Now, I now I know you 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 really enjoy hearing like people's experiences with the supernatural on your show. So oh God, yes, I, I have. Do. I have one. Okay, that's through my dad. It's from my dad. My dad told me this, and it Holy involves shit. The Exorcist. Okay, and it's a short one. All but, right, but uh, hey, well, real quick, pause it, pause it. Let me go pee. I'm gonna take a little quick pee break. I'll be right back because I want to hear this shit. All right. Good <laughs> in tight. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, no dude, let's deal. hear it. Okay, so I probably watched The Exorcist when I was, for the first time when I was about seven or eight. Holy I was shit, dude. I told you, man, I had a really early start with horror and yeah. that, you know, when one of the earliest ones I saw was Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh-huh. and you can pretty much know that I'm going to be pretty much numb to, you know, something like the exorcist. Uh, but 
I remember we I watched it and my dad had made the comment about how it was based off of a book. And that was around the time I'd really started getting into reading like Goosebumps and stuff like that. Yeah, as yeah. far as like my Goosebumps and Fear Street was my horror because R.L. Stein was just the fucking man. Uh, right. But my dad said that the book was 10 times scarier than huh. the movie was. So I asked him, I was like, well, uh, I was like, well, I got to find this book. I asked him if we can go to the bookstore so I can buy it. And he said, there's no need. I've got a copy. I was huh. like, sweet. Now, this is where the ghost story from my dad comes into play. My dad was in the Marines. That's how okay. he met my mom. And he was stationed in the Philippines. They were uh, supposed to be guarding an embassy that was being built. Now, each night, there was only one person allowed on the site. And he had to stay in the uh, the 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 last level they were the, the level they happened to be working on at the time with the elevator brought up with the key, the elevator locked until morning and, you know, kept in the desk that they had to sit and stand watch. Well, the guy that was on guard, it was the night before my dad was supposed to go up there. Uh, he had everything like he was supposed to. The elevator was locked. The key was in the drawer next to him, but he was reading the exorcist. Mm -hmm. He is, uh, he was close to, the part where you know the let jesus fuck you part right uh, and all of a sudden he hears a ding and he looks up from the book and he sees the elevator door start to close no. and he looks in the drawer and this is how my dad tells me he's like he looked in the drawer and the key to the elevator was still in the drawer so the elevator closes goes okay. down to the bottom floor and then it stays down there for about five minutes and then it comes right back up to that floor and then opens back up and there's nothing what? in there. The guy looked at the book, threw the book in the drawer <laughs> and sat there with his gun on him, with his, with his gun across his lap for the entire night, just staring oh, yeah. at that elevator. Well, the next night when he told my dad what had gone on, my dad happened to find the book in the drawer, picked it up and he's had it ever since. So, Oh, he has know, that I'm, copy. I have that copy. Now you, oh, I have it dude. in my bookcase. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> That is fucking awesome. Oh my God, man. And I've That's had that crazy. copy. I have had that copy. That has been my copy since I was about nine years old. And I've, I mean, nothing weird's happened. So I, yeah. I don't know. It, it's just one of those things. It's just like, that's kind of fucking creepy. Yeah, no, it I know. I imagine I probably wouldn't have touched it either had some shit <laughs> like that gone down. <laughs> oh my God, man. It's kind of like watching paranormal activity. And we lived in an old house that had the creaking, like central, not central heat, uh, like the gas heat in the hall, like the hallway yeah. that creaks and pops when it turns on and watching paranormal activity and then hearing a loud bang come from down at the end of the hall that you're not used to hearing at one o'clock in the morning. And damn, right. my wife's in the living room right now laughing at me because she remembers <laughs> I about shit myself when that happened. <laughs> like I'm sitting there with my back to the hallway and I hear bang. I'm like, yeah. Oh hell no. <laughs> Time to fucking go. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, dude. Um, Holy shit. Uh, yeah, I, I like, man, I don't really have any like experiences. I don't, I, I might be forgetting something. And if I've talked about it on here and I've already forgotten it, then uh, it's bad news for my brain. But like, uh, <laughs> I don't know that I have any like crazy experiences tied to like a specific, a item. specific like thing uh, that I was like scared of. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I've had weird things like I like the I think we talked about it last time a little bit like sleep paralysis was like the big thing that's sort of like been the running theme throughout my 
like just life. Um, and yeah, but as far as like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Having like that item that like, something like that creepy is tied to is, is crazy. I've read that man. book like four times in my life. So really? I enjoy it. It it actually is 10 times scarier than the movie was. was it I will not that, deny like, that. Well, was it something they had to like, where they had to tone the movie down from the book, oh, like it, a Jurassic Park kind of thing? Like, yeah. I know like Jurassic Park, the book is gorier than the yeah. movie, but like, so they toned it down then? Believe it or not, they didn't tone down a whole lot, but they did leave quite a few things out. Mm. Um, and it wasn't like significant changes, but if you actually just while you're reading the book, just completely forget scene for scene, the movie and just use your imagination for the scenes. Yeah. The scenes are 10 times worse. Wow. Like the Damn. way that they're described in words than actually seeing them. Cause your mm. brain can throw some shit at you that you just, oh, yeah. you aren't even prepared for. Uh, you know, just like you think that, you know, you're, you're standing in the bathroom and you see something move in the mirror behind you. It could be absolutely nothing, which is most cases, but your brain's automatic, your imagination's automatically going to go worst case scenario. Right. Yeah. Something in this fucking yeah. house. Yeah. And once you get convinced of that, like there's, there's no really getting out of it until you like oh, hell make no. yourself go to sleep and like wake up the next morning. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I mean, okay. Well, what if you like, I mean, have you, have you guys watched any good like horror movies lately? I personally, unfortunately, haven't really had time to watch any movies lately. So I'm like, that sucks. But like, I mean, have you, have you caught anything good lately? Or, I mean, we watched a documentary called the curse of the Blair witch, uh, which is about the Blair witch project. And it was all bullshit still yeah, because yeah. I mean, it was talking about the focus on the fact that the three kids went missing, which are you talking about they, the one that came out like not long after the movie first came out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I never saw that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been that. Um, oh God, we did what? Fuck. I think we watched one. Shit. I'm pulling up my HBO max. hat to fucking <laughs> find out. <laughs> Cause I mean, I've been ever since HBO max released, I've been pretty much on a bender for Dr. Who and DC. Shows. Yeah. 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 I, Especially they, I remember browsing through their horror stuff and like they had some pretty good, Oh yeah, like they've got some content. solid. They've got uh the American Werewolf in London. Cool. Uh which is one of my favorite werewolf movies. Um uh, they've got the two conjuring movies. Uh nice. I have not seen The Curse of La Lorena, but my wife says I she watched either. it and she said it wasn't worth it. Uh, uh yeah, I didn't I see that. I haven't watched Doctor Sleep yet. I need to watch that. They've got The Exorcist. Yeah, the- Doctor Sleep, I think the the director's cut. Uh, if you go to Dr. Sleep, somebody posted this online because I, I watched the director's cut. I think I ended up buying it on iTunes maybe or just rented it. I can't remember. But like um, it's on HBO Max, but you have to go to Dr. Sleep and it's like on the special features, I think, or something like that. It's like you have to go to special features and it's like the director's cut is on the special features. But uh, I watched the director's cut and it's uh, it's good. I mean, it's. There's some weird, like, um, kind of real life stuff. If you're into like any of the, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Uh, I guess kind of not conspiracy theory, but sort of fringe, uh, news or conspiracy. I guess conspiracy theory is probably fine. Uh, kind of, 
information there when it comes to, like missing children and like some of the weird stuff that like elite one percent psychos could possibly be up to it, it there's some of that that's sort of sprinkled in there that i thought was really interesting uh but i liked it i thought it was good that's yeah, a cool I, mix of like the movie and the book uh, the, or the shine uh, kind of bring uh, branching off of the book and the movie of the shining i guess so yeah because so. i wanted to i've always wanted to read dr sleep i like to read those kind of movie uh books before i watch the movie mm-hmm. um and i learned that lesson with the shining and it because I yeah. watched the movies, obviously, before I started reading those books, but the books ended up being 10 times better. And after reading The Shining, I realized why Stephen King did not like the movie at all. Hmm. Uh, it had absolutely... He said that Jack Nicholson did a great job as Jack Torrance, and he wished that would the story would have been told better on film. But I don't know. It's just one of those things where they just like changed certain things that made it no, they made drastic changes. Yeah. And there's like, there's like there's like whole documentaries about like Kubrick and like why the changes were made to basically fit his own kind of I guess story slash conspiracy theory, if you want to call it that. Like yeah, but like reasons behind changing it, but it's kind of like, you know, why not just tell your own story? But it's like at the same time, if you can I guess leech on to a leech on to a property that exists already maybe it's just kind of a weird it's a weird the whole thing of the shining is is weird the movie of I mean, like changing the one, things and yeah my one problem with the shining the movie has always been why the hell did they decide to i mean the the, the book took place in like the spring and summer like why the hell would they shut a ski resort down for the winter <laughs> yeah that I just didn't make <laughs> any sense to me at all yeah that seemed completely backwards it's just like god damn but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember. Like it's been a long time since I've seen the movie. So I don't remember. I didn't remember that it was a ski resort, but now that you say that, I'm like, well, yeah, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't remember. Well, I know it was a hotel. If, I just say ski resort because it was in the mountains. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, um, for sure. I, I just don't remember those kind of details about it to, to really question it, but that's a good point. Like, you know, I don't, and if the explanations in the movie, I, there's a good chance I don't remember that either because it's been years since I've seen it. So. <laughs> but I mean, uh, aside from that, like I can't think of anything. Like I said, I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who on the. I've binge watching the shit out of Doctor Who on HBO Max, and they've yeah. got some horror elements to their show. But, yeah, uh, it's more it's more family friendly kind of horror, but still, it's got some pretty creepy moments in it. Mm. Um, but I mean, I've just been. I know I've been reading more horror comics. Uh, yeah and i have you and uh joe and ron from a comic book rundown to thank for something is killing the children dude yeah i've read i've read every issue that's been released and i read all of them in like two days because i bought them all at one time and holy fuck dude that story is bananas i just read issue eight yesterday you read that one i'm assuming yes yeah dude it's like (laughs) it's just getting crazier man and like i love it i love it so much i'm ready for her well i i know you guys were like discussing that shit on the side of her head and you know i kind of figured out i had my own theory like the second that she tapped uh that bully in the head with this that right uh, yeah sacred stone or sacred knife i was like i have a feeling i know what it was because she made the remark saying that sometimes grown-ups need help to see these things so here yeah and it does yeah. the thing and then all of a sudden he can see it and i'm just like 
what if that's what they give everybody so they can see the monsters? Yeah. yeah. Like it's permanently I mean, an implant. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm curious to see like where this story is going to go and also like how long. Uh, and I mean, I don't think anybody was just like pining for me to continue uh, covering the book on this show, uh, which I, I still kind of have, I have it in a stack, like planning to kind of just like do a recap but at this point. I think I only did the first three issues um, and I keep meaning to get back to it. It's just one of those things that keeps piling up. Um, but like, I'm curious to see how long it goes on for, like, and kind of what the plan is. Cause it's, it's not that I'm like ready for it to end, but like, you know, I, I'm just, I'm very curious cause it, it is really, really good. And make uh, a hell of an animated movie. Oh my God, dude. Yeah, absolutely. You can't make that one live action just because of how the, the, the creatures are and the way the, and the way the art is for the movie, like for the, for the comic, you'd actually have yeah. to keep it similar to uh, that for a movie. Um, yeah. So, yeah. cause I, cause the art in this, in this book, the, fuck you guys weren't lying. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it's great, man. It's like, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's like the perfect comic book art, but it's also got its own style and like the shadowy, like kind of dark stuff. is just like perfectly done. Um, and the fact yeah, that they so, don't hold back, they do yeah. not hold back on that violence. When that no, no, kid no. came, yeah. when that kid came crawling out of the bushes, Thomas, I can't feel my legs. And then it pans yes. out and you see, he has no legs. It's just yeah, like his intestines are hanging out. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, yeah, they don't hold back. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it would take the right, it would take the right timing and like the right creators to like make that kind of thing work. But, you know, people were kind of cr freaking out when, uh, it, the first, the, or not the first, but the, the new it, uh, the, I guess the first part of the new it movies came out and like Georgie's arm got bit off and he like, you know, was crawling away with half of his arm. Oh, there, chapter like blood one. coming out. Do what? Chapter it, one. Chapter yeah. one. Uh, people were like, Oh my God child you know but like oh, yeah. so it's like i can't imagine like having kids crawling around without any yeah it's like, like yeah but it's like uh like i mentioned you know the last time uh i don't do child death but i yeah i knew what i was getting into with it and it yeah. was phenomenal as a fucking horror movie the first chapter one yeah. anyways chapter chapter one, two yeah. it left a little bit to be desired but it was still yeah. pretty damn solid um I mean, it had, if nothing else, it had some crazy ass one-liners that were just fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it did. I, I didn't, man, I didn't really like it personally. Like, I, I, it was just kind of missing. I don't know. It was kind of missing that it element to it to me. And you had like little kids. scenes with it, but um, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was just kind of weird. It got kind of goofy. There were there were good one-liners for sure. There were good moments that I liked, but like. It was just kind of weird. It was almost like it didn't feel like the same people made chapter two, if that makes sense. Like it didn't feel like the same director. That's just me. I just, I was like, yeah, I was more in the, what you said of like, it left to, a lot to be desired in my opinion, but you know, it, not terrible. Just kind of just maybe my expectations were in the wrong place, you know? No, I will say that the casting for the adults could not have been more fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah it was uh, Bill Hader and like um, 
Chastain and uh, James, uh, what's his name? McAvoy. McAvoy, who is Dream now. Morpheus. Oh my God, I'm enjoying it. Dude, dude, I, 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 I can't even, like, I'm to excited shift. to be finished with this so that I can have, like, a, a discussion on that because that dude, is fucking glorious. I am, uh, I have, I'm about, I'm at the point where uh, 24, I'm about, well, I'm on, I'm on 24 hours, so episode six. Um, and he has just started to use the Ruby. So things have not gotten crazy yet. So that's where I was texting when we were uh, talking on. Yeah. When we were on, we're talking on Twitter and you were like, I'm about to start episode six. That's why I was asking. I was like, have you read the comic yet? Because I was like, I was like, I didn't know if you were in for, cause that's like the shift for me. At least the first time I read the trade, uh, when it got to 24 hours, that was like where I was like, holy shit like new territory completely different new like when it talk about gruesome talk about dark and like just how where this could go i was like holy fuck so that's why i was like have you read the comic like just curious to see if you knew what to expect so but you had it yeah but like so i'm still there um and so I'm, i'm excited but like i actually read along with chapter four and five and getting into you know where i had to stop for uh 24 hours in episode six um and dude it's crazy how like i mean it's pretty they add a little bit for dramatic effect and for like transition and for flow a little bit of dialogue and stuff and and um narration which is always nice from neil gaiman but like oh hell yeah i mean it follows the comic like crazy accurate i mean it's yeah, it's awesome man and it's and i'm pretty sure they did this on purpose but i remember about a month ago i forget who it was there was one one of there's a podcast i want to say want to say it was world's finest true believers was doing an episode on uh they did an episode on the first volume of sandman and uh yeah so i went and you know, I've already read it, but it made me want to read it again. So I went on Comixology and I found it and they were it was, you know, it was a Comixology Unlimited copy. But it was the only one they had was just volume one. I was like, well, okay, yeah. I could deal with this. Uh well, after the Sandman came out, I went back and I re-downloaded it again to read it. And then all of a sudden, surprise, surprise, volumes two and volumes three are also on Unlimited nice. now. Ironically enough. This has happened the same day that the audio comes out, audiobook comes out, which covers volumes one through three. Yeah. So it's just like I'm I can I can get down with this shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading along oh, with yeah. it too. You know, I mean, and and as much as I love I I'll admit I'm a diehard Matt Ryan fan for John Constantine, but Taryn Egerton had that shit fucking yeah. pretty goddamn Yeah, good. dude. It was it's good, man. Dude, the cast is like the main cast is really fucking good, dude. Like I was, really good. I was sketchy about how, you know, because I, I always pictured that everybody had like a British accent. Unless yeah. they specifically said so. When they said that death was being played by Cat Dennings, I was like, I don't know how this is going to fucking work. Yeah, and I, I actually wasn't disappointed. Cool. I, I was like, when I, I saw her name on there, I was like, and once I, I was like, yeah, I don't know how they're going to go with this. I was like, with the endless, like you could sound like anything, I guess. But like when I started listening to the show and like kind of going back to the cast, trying to like place who was doing what voice. 
for certain characters. And then I, I saw her name and I haven't gotten to that point yet, but like, I was like, yeah, okay. I, I can hear her doing death and like it being, you know, not having to be like British, you know, or, or, or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to get further into it. But, yeah. I won't, I won't, I won't say anything about, you know, the performance itself until you get there, but I, I will let you know that I was not disappointed. Cool, um, man. That's awesome. Cause I grew up, you know, like I said, like I mentioned to you earlier, like vertigo was actually where I got my start in comics. Yeah. Cause I started reading, you know, things like Sandman and, you know, Hellblazer and the House of Mysteries and the House of Secrets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then gradually went, when I, you know, did obviously Batman and stuff like that came with it. But I just, you know, was able to find those more so from like family members and stuff like that because they always read the darker stuff. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, stuff like Neil Gaiman, Alan Moore, you know, the, the stuff that we get from like Constantine and the Hellblazer or even the Swamp thing that was on Vertigo for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that shit's just, that's, that's where it's at for me. Uh, that's why I like my darker my darker stories from them, which is why oh, I've yeah. been, you know, I almost got a little nervous with Hellblazer with the the DC Black Label stuff that's going on for Sandman Universe because I read the first three issues, which was one story, and then four and five went a different route. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this shit. And then, you know, it picks right back up to where it was originally going. And I was like, okay, now I'm back in it again. Yeah, I uh, I actually read today, thanks to you, for letting me get on that comicsology Because I've got, like, issues. I've got, like, the Sandman Presents issue. Then I've got issue one of John Constantine Hellblazer in the Sandman universe. And then somehow I missed issue two. I got issue three. And like, I was just like, well, fuck it. I'll just start getting the trades. But then I saw that issue seven was like part one of a story. So I did buy that one. So uh, I, you know, today I was a, a, I pieced together um, kind of what I had in person versus what's on your comicsology. And so <laughs> I have read now through issue five. So I just have to read issue six and then I'm back to physical copies. Um, but I mean, I enjoy it, but I for sure see what you mean. Like there is like when, and it's, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily, I guess I go, I'll throw a spoiler alert out there, but whatever. But like, yeah, when it introduced like the, um, the like man bun guy, which I did get like a kick out of like him making fun of that oh, guy. God, like his, his, his sort of like, what do you want to even call it? Not apprentice, but the person that was kind of hired to sort of take his place, I guess. Yeah. Um, like, who the fuck I, I, hired I a, this guy? Yeah. I got a kick out of what, uh, Tim, Tim Willow tree, Timothy Willow tree. Or yeah. Something like that. Uh, I got a kick out of that guy and like just making fun of all the tropes of like your, modern day hipsters and whatever God, um, and it did it did the fucking yeah. coffee shop and it, oh yeah. god but it is uh, i mean but it is slow like i found myself digging like kind of going through and i'm just like oh my okay like i'm not having a bad time but they're really setting this up but then where the cliffhanger ends on issue five i'm like okay like all right like it's getting interesting here and you know all that kind of stuff so uh, but yeah, there's some slow moments for sure. But I, overall, dude, it is like I've already read and enjoyed more issues of this new version by Simon Spurrier or Sparrier or Cy Spurrier, depending on what book he's on. He changes his first name. But like um, I've already enjoyed more issues of this 
Hellblazer than the Rebirth run. Like, yeah, because my God, dude, I just, I don't know what happened there. No one gave a shit about it apparently, but like, I mean, I, like, and I, mean issue, at but... DC, I don't even mean readers. I just mean people at DC didn't give a fuck about that book. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, there's just my opinion, but I did not like it. This was like when I, when I got the Sandman present, when I actually heard that they were doing like a Sandman presents and they were bringing into that universe, I was like, dude, fuck. Yeah. Like we needed an R rated Constantine. Exactly. Go back to like, yeah, make it a black label Sandman universe thing. Like that's awesome. And now we got and Tom Taylor coming out with a story for it. What? For... Oh, you ever heard he about doing? Tom Taylor? Uh, he, he's writing a, uh, Constantine miniseries for Black Oh, Label. that's right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I'm and sorry. I, Whenever he says Tom, Tom Taylor, I went to, I saw an announcement today uh, for like a, a Marvel thing that he's doing. My mind went there and I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. I'm confused. Yeah, dude, the Black Label Constantine thing. Dude, that's fucking awesome. I'm excited for that, man. And, you know, the, they've added like, okay, I don't know if you remember back when new 52 was going on, they had the Constantine. It wasn't called Hellblazer. It was just called Constantine. Yeah. Like I didn't read any issue, of that. Yeah. The four issue story. And then they had another little mini series that was two trades that was called Constantine, the Hellblazer. Right. That was a completely different story. That's what those two issues in the black label uh, reminded me of was that. And I wasn't really a big fan of that run either. I didn't like the art style or any of that. It's just too cartoony for me for a Constantine. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if they kept it the dark and grit that the first few issues were, which I'm glad they went back to, it's, it's fucking great. And yeah, they, yeah, the, they make the art John- style. Yeah. The art style they switched to um, in the last, I don't know, what was it? Four and five, or was it just in five? I can't remember. Yeah. The art changed where it's like the more like, super stylized crazy looking art I, i'm not a fan of that art for sure yeah it was off uh, both four and five because that was a yeah. that was a story in and of itself and yeah. um and it's funny because they say give constantine the good one one liner smart ass lines like people trying to kill him and he's still making jokes at their expense like the fucking dude with the boils and shit that you know he shows oh, up yeah. in that one issue he's just like uh, what's his name like, uh oh, fuck. Was- the traffic, Billy, Billy, the Billy, the oh, fuck. What's his name, dude? <laughs> B- Billy, Billy. I think it's Billy, Billy. The traffic. Yeah. And it's just like, he's like, you're going to pay. He's like, he's just like, Jesus. He's like, you look like Mankey's bollocks. I'm just yeah. like, oh my fucking yeah. God. And he's just like, it literally goes to him. Like to like at the expense of like to, Oh, the, the, whatever character was, was, uh, cursed to like live in his cell phone. Whatever. Yeah. He's like, all right, here's your content. Like, now you owe me a favor. Find this person. Like, and it's just like he goes to like torture that guy <laughs> to like Christ. satisfy the demon inside of his phone so that he could just get contacts. And I was like, that's just like fucking hilarious, but also so dark. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what Constantine I, is. I, I love that it's not, yeah, exactly. And I love that it's not edited. Like, it's not censored. No, all the language is there, the drinking and the smoking. It's like, that's what you want Constantine to be because that's the character, you know, you don't want him cleaned up, you know? And it sucks because, uh, me being a big Constantine fan and having been quit smoking, think three years ago, every time I I see him light up a cigarette, I'm like, God, I wonder about how fucking that tastes. Yeah. Same here. It's been five years. 
five years and I think nine days today, I get like this reminder on my phone and this app. And I actually opened it today for the first time in forever. And it was like five years and nine days and one minute or something like that. Now, mind you, I picked up a worse habit, but I vape now. I I do vape now, but that's because I legitimately cannot go without any form of nicotine. I have not broken the nicotine craving yet. Yeah, I got you. Hey, whatever you got to do, man. Um, but yeah, dude, that the Hellblazer book is good, really good right now, man. I'm excited to like I continue. You. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, so I appreciate you letting me uh, uh, leech onto your account there for for a, a small amount of time, and I just have like the one, like I said, I have issue six left to read, and I've got issue seven in person, so I'm uh, okay. So I'm you're on all caught shit. up now. Well, yeah, almost. Yeah, once I read issue six, I, I I'll um, I'm gonna read that on your uh, on your account, and then I'll be done with it. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm back to the, cause I actually bought issue seven and, uh, it's on my pull list now. So, yeah, uh, but I'm, yeah, man, I'm excited to see where this, this takes off. Cause damn, yeah, that, that one issue, uh, never mind. I don't think you've made it that far yet. You see, you've got issue six to read. So I won't say anything about that. Cause I think that's the issue I was getting ready to say something yeah, about. Yeah. I haven't read that one. Um, but I, I mean, it, it's like, I like that. Like they mentioned Timothy Hunter, and it's like loosely tied in. I'm just, I'm curious to see like, you know, if all these things do tie in. Cause like the dreaming ended and yes. that was kind of weird to me. I was like, well, hold on. Like, okay. So is this all leading up to something or like, are they just going to slowly end these series? So, I, you know, I'm curious. I was, I remember hearing rumblings that like the, the Sandman universe was going to kind of culminate in something, uh, which could still happen, but. Uh, you know, now it's like the, the dreaming, which is the one that really dealt with, you know, Sandman <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like those characters and like wondering where dream is and all that stuff like that book ended. Uh, and yeah, we still have other, you know, books in that series, which the only I'm reading now, Hellblazer and Books of Magic. I'm not reading House of Whispers, if that's even still going. I don't know. But um, I don't know. I just. Yeah, I just got the first issue of that uh, the other day because it was free on Comixology, so I wanted to see what it was about. But uh, I haven't actually read it yet. But I have every issue of the Books of Magic, and it's I'm enjoying the shit out of that, especially the issue yeah. that had Constantine in it, where you know uh-huh. the cover the cover was misleading, but you know how you know comic books do right they they either spoil everything or they mislead you in the cover completely. Yeah. Um, yeah, they make you seem that issue. They made you think that Constantine was going to try and kill Timothy Hunter when in reality he mm-hmm. was actually trying to help yeah. him. And I was yeah. just, like, make up your fucking mind. Like, are you going <laughs> to fucking spoil it in advance? Or are you going to fucking like, God forbid you guys just give us a solid cover that doesn't have much to do with anything. Just show the character just chilling or yeah. something. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like it's, I, House of Whispers was interesting at the very beginning. Uh, it deals with a lot of sort of like Southern kind of like voodoo stuff, which is interesting to me. That's kind of from my region. But like it, it just it became really hard to follow. Like I just wasn't following kind of what they were trying to do. So I just didn't last very long with it. But um, I'd be curious to hear from somebody else who did follow the whole thing. Kind of what you know, that story really was. But um the rest of it, you know, I've, I've liked a lot. Dr- the dreaming got, there was like a mid kind of point there where the dreaming was a little bit hard to sort of 
it was a lot of like detail and characters like giving these long ass fucking monologues only for that character to kind of go away. Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, it was just, it was dealing with, I felt Sandman. It's like, did have that, but it was like dealing with a really interesting story within it. But like the dreaming is like a long ongoing story, like the new, you know, in the Sandman universe and the newer one, because there wasn't apparently an old series called the dreaming in the Sandman universe under vertigo that I just wasn't aware of. I didn't read it, but I only was um, made aware of it recently. And I was like, Oh shit. Well, too late now. I'll come back to it one day. But like, uh, there was like a little bit of a stint there. Yeah, there was. Yeah. There. And like you had, you had an original Sandman universe that had like the dead boy detectives. And like, there was the older books of magic, um, and, uh, the dreaming. And there were some other things that kind of like all tied into that universe, and it's sort of really this this newer like Black Label, well, what got roped into Black Label was kind of a reboot of all that in a weird way. Um, but uh, but yeah, the Hellblazer, as far as being like the, I mean, it, it digs into being the horror comic, you know, as far as the like that first sort of story arc, and we'll see how it goes moving forward, at least for me. But yeah, um, you'll enjoy it. There's there's I haven't read American Vampire. But um, they just announced the kind of like the, the final story in it, which is set. It's called American Vampire 1975. Yeah. And like I saw the cover of it. And I was like, holy shit, this looks awesome. <laughs> like, I feel like that uh, fucking, yes. that fucking uh, gif you see on, on the internet now with fucking Rick and Morty, you son of a bitch. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I saw the cover. I was like, dude, I, I've got to catch up on this series. And that comes out like in October, I think. But I think they're um, all free on Comics. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, that's what it is. Okay. Cause I could have sworn I was like, I, I know I have like the first volume of that. But then I like looked, I went to my shelf and I was like, okay, I don't see it. But that must be it. I must have downloaded it on Comicsology and I just haven't read it yet. But I need to get in on that. So, um, something else to catch up on. But, um, let's see. There was another horror comic that i shit i don't remember what it is i'll have to bring it up again sometime um i know i have not even attempted to read uh daphne Byrne. brian uh, daphne Byrne, yeah daphne Byrne. okay yeah, I... and i was wrong is volume one and volume two are free on comics oh cool read. okay yeah so, uh, are you talking about american vampire yeah but that mean that's only uh, four that you had to pay for and right now they're on sale for like five five dollars oh so. damn okay cool how many volumes are there total of that it says six okay gotcha damn i yeah. didn't realize there was that much of it that's cool yeah it says wow. six and I, if they're like most other vertigos uh they're not gonna skimp on how long they are either uh yeah. 274 pages a book so nice. that's not bad nice. at all yeah that's awesome Consider most trades like are like fucking. Short. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, depending on the trade, but yeah, they're like that's and Scott Snyder is, he, uh, you know, he he can write a he can write a, a dense book, and I don't mean that in a negative way. No, uh, I just finished yeah, Death just, Metal the can, other day, and I'm like, holy yeah. fuck, <laughs> dude. Uh, I I I'm you know the only we only what two issues in right now, but like, uh, I'm I'm into it, man. It's uh. It's deep in some DC lore, but uh, I dig it. But um, well, I, I'm having a sneaking suspicion that you know they pretty much all but forgotten about 5G, and I'm my theory right. 
my theory is that now that you know Jim Lee is the head, pretty much the head of DC at this point, mm-hmm. uh, he might have been against the whole five G thing, which is why we haven't heard anything else about it, and that this That's, new crisis, yeah, that this new crisis is going to come about is going to reshape the DC universe. Because I mean, face it, we're on the way to another rebirth. There's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. All the fucking signs are yeah. there. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I have a feeling we're getting ready to get another reboot and I'm not going to be sad about that because with Jim Lee being in charge, I don't see anything but good coming. from. Yeah. This. I mean, they kind of act like at first, like, yeah, we're pushing 5G to the side to be kind of a black label thing, like basically to be another Elseworlds. But now it seems like maybe, you know, that's even kind of off the off the books. Um it does. I think death metal is is good, that that's the thing that's going to kind of bring Doomsday Clock into being relevant again to the story. Yeah, I'm and, not going to say sort of being a being like a a. I don't know. They keep they keep saying it's not going to be like a full on reboot, like a new fifty two style. Like it's going to be a different type of thing. So I'm curious to see what that is. But I don't I don't know. Like it, it is going to be a new path forward so you could call it sort of the new uh, you could call it a reboot i guess i'm sure but like it doesn't it sounds like it sounds like they're trying to keep everything sort of intact while also starting anew in some way um so i don't know i'm curious to see kind of how they do that but um i don't know i just want them to have a badass swamp thing book again fuck right all i want out of it is a vertigo style black label whatever swamp thing book that doesn't give a fuck you know that's like, all i want <laughs> like i know that <laughs> i know that issue two just came out so it didn't you know that that whole scene between him and uh well what was it called the uh oh god i forget what it was called it was the it was the the batmobile for the batman who laughs that they stole that little part between swamp thing and the batmobile was pretty goddamn oh funny. yeah 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 i forget Where what he, they actually um, called the damn yeah, thing i can't remember I don't remember. I only read it the one time I've got the, I read the review copy and then like I have the physical copy, but I haven't read it again yet. So, um, I, I know DC has been on point with both, uh, hope of the world's end and, Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And dead planet had a pretty strong start. Yeah. It's been dead good. Planet dude, had dude, me John fucked up. Yeah. It's good, man. Like without hope saying, world's, like, go ahead. Without saying anything about dropping a spoiler or anything. I remember I posted on Twitter the other day, just God damn it. Dinah. I was all left yeah. at that. Yeah. Uh, DCist has been a good, like, sort of horror version of, of the DC world. Um, and I say good, and I, you know, and I say little, and I don't mean it to be demeaning at all, because I love Tom Taylor, and I think it's written amazing. I love it. It's brilliant. Um, and the, the Hope at World's End is a different kind of thing, though. It's like almost a completely different tone. It's, it's literally follows the, the the title hope at world because it's all about like the sort of like the hope of it all you know it's like they're more feel-good issues that are like you know we're gonna take this thing down we're gonna be okay you know it's just like it's a nice little change in tone as opposed to like tom taylor will reel you in and the other issues and like you're like oh i love these character moments and all this stuff and then end it with like but they're all gonna die <laughs> it's just like oh Dude. fuck that, um that hope at world yeah end so it's up, a man, nice sort of like feels. you have both yeah it is yeah it's it, fucking good man 
it fucking hurts sometimes. Yeah. No, and Tom, that's what Tom Taylor does best. It's like completely manipulate your emotions. Oh God. He'll <laughs> <laughs> take advantage of you so hard, man. It's crazy. And then um, he'll smile while doing right. it. Jesus Christ. Oh man. Hey, I'm going to wrap it up too. I did not eat dinner uh, <laughs> tonight and it's down there waiting for me. So, uh, is there any kind of last things you want to talk about, uh, real quick or bring up or, I mean, what, what, do you, what's on your mind? Uh, man? I mean, kind of had something earlier. Oh, oh I, was, I did too. I was going to ask you a question. I was going to ask you a question. I was going to ask, uh, and there's one that I said you had to pick your brain about. What would you, what movie or, or horror title comic movie, whatever do you consider to be an overrated? Like everyone has so much hype about it. It's just not for huh. you. Oh shit. Ooh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I got to think about this one, man. <laughs> um, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to, gonna have to sit on that i i I hate that i I can't answer right now but i know that there's like there have been movies that i've watched or shows that are supposed to be like yeah i'm gonna have to think about it because i have a few a few different things kind of going through my head right now uh more pertaining to like shows i guess uh movies is gonna be a hard one though um i got i got one that's both what's your and the comic go for it I'm about to break the internet with this comment. I despise The Walking Dead. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think it's completely overrated. I do not like anything about that fucking show. It's just, oh God. I read the comics. I enjoyed the comics for a yeah. while. But then when I found out that the comics were starting to take, like, to pander to what the show wanted, I was like, nah, I'm fucking good. I don't give a shit yeah. anymore. Yeah, the show got pretty, um, it, it got really annoying. Like, I lasted longer than my friends. So it is, it's a show that really, I think you're right, was is overrated when it comes to like the websites and like all of the hype and stuff like that. But at least in, among my close friends, they gave up way before I did because I was like, no, 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 it's going to get good again. And then like. I remember I when up. I gave up. Me and my up. wife were both like, fuck this show. This is stupid. I remember exactly yeah. when I gave up. When I, was it? I gave up the second that they killed Herschel and killed the governor. Oh. I didn't even watch. <laughs> a matter of fact, I, I I watched a little bit of the Negan just on YouTube, like little clips yeah. of the Negan. And don't get me wrong. Jeffrey Dean Morgan played like he's perfect as Negan. I oh, just yeah, yeah. cannot bring myself to give a shit about this show. Cause I mean, the only people that really like it and that, that even really liked it from the start that are still fans are the people that are like, you know, diehard Norman Reedus fans that they, yeah, that, it makes sense. I mean, they're like, Oh, if Norman, or if, if what's his name? Fucking Daryl. If Daryl dies, we yeah. riot kind of shit. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Well, have you watched the walk? Have you watched boondock saints? The hell's that? Yeah. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> You, you can't claim uh, to be a Norman Reedus fan until you've watched Boondock Saints. Right. Yeah. It's a great movie, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Walking Dead. That's, that's, that's a good, that's a good starting point. That's, I'd probably include that because it's like, even though I watched it much longer than most friends that I know that like watch the show, I still didn't necessarily like enjoy watching it. I was just trying to stick with it. And it was something that me and Ansley were like, 
you know, caught up on together that we could watch together. And we were always just kind of like, eh, okay. <laughs> you had hope. Whatever. Like, all right. There's just always kind of a letdown at a certain point, you know? Um, I mean, every episode was the exact same thing. People fighting yeah, and then sometimes yeah. a zombie would show up. Yeah. And then it's like, you'd have like a shocking, like death, brutal death or something like that. But like uh, American horror story got that way too. But like they've had more hits to me than misses, but um, yeah, each but season yeah, was that show that yeah that show. The only thing that saves that show is the fact that each season is in fact a different story. right. The, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why it's like, well, this season sucked, but the night you know the next one might be cool or whatever. So yeah, I need to watch um, nineteen eighty four. Yeah. I need to. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. So um, yeah, I'm gonna have to think about that a full like. Between movies and whatnot, because like, I know, yeah, that's a whole other subject I feel like that we could get into that I really just need to kind of like look at and like really think about like, because I know there's been horror movies that have just made me so mad that I went and saw in theaters like on the recommendation of other people and been like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, uh, the ring, but, the ring for me, as far really? as movies go, the ring, the ring, I, I fucking hate the ring. I did not find it scary. <laughs> there was nothing scary about that movie at all. I didn't mind Rings, and I didn't mind the 2019 version of The Grudge. Oh, man, I didn't see that. I didn't see either one of those. Yeah, uh, Rings, Rings or, or the, the new Grudge. I yeah, they're they're, they're pretty good. Uh, but The oh. Ring, The Ring 2, The Grudge, The Grudge 2, I fucking... I, I did not like... the. Yeah, I didn't like The Ring 2 for sure. I didn't like the grudge movies, like the, the remakes at least. Uh, when I saw the ring, I remember like liking it and thinking it was kind of freaky, but like now, like I, I kind of, anytime it comes up, I'm like, it's like early two thousands, PG 13. Like it, it could not have aged well for me. You know what I mean? Like no. it's just at the time when it came out, I, you know, I wasn't necessarily as desensitized as I would have gotten. But like, yeah, I mean, even though I was like into horror for some reason, I, I remember liking that movie. But again, I, I haven't seen it since theaters when it first came out. So I imagine that <laughs> I don't know. I, I've never yeah, been compelled yeah, to go back and yeah. watch it, I guess, if that says anything. So, <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was one of the bigger things from back then was like they wanted to have the American remakes of Japanese horror movies and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, that just kind of ranks up there with my theory on remakes and. I like I, there's a couple of remakes that I haven't mind watching, like uh, one I mentioned earlier, Night of the Demons. I enjoyed the shit out of the original movie, but the remake mm. was not awful. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen Night of the Demons. I, no, I don't think I have. That was the one about the uh, the girl Angela hosting the Halloween party at a funeral home. I, that sounds familiar as a premise, but I just. I don't recall. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't think I saw that. Uh, you would know it if you remember anything about, uh, and I've heard this joke. I've made this joke. Uh, one scene in the movie in particular was only referred to as lipstick titty magic. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. This, uh, this girl is possessed by a demon is sitting there like painting all over her face with the lipstick. And the dude walks in and thinks that, you know, she's sitting there with her top open and whatever. So she's painting all over her face with lipstick paints a heart or whatever. And then like paints down her chin and down her neck and then goes on her chest. Well, then she starts to circle her boobs with the, the lipstick and then goes right over the nipple and pushes the lipstick into her nipple and it just disappears. 
Oh, okay. She was possessed by a demon. <laughs> okay. Trust me, dude. The movie is fucking good, despite okay. what I just described. I remember this. Uh, I remember this cover, the VHS cover of the movie for sure. I'm looking at it now on okay. IMDb, and I'm like, yes, okay. I do remember seeing this cover. Uh, I just, I never actually saw the movie. That's funny. Yeah, uh, you've got to watch that fucking it's movie streaming or something. I think it's on Prime. Actually, it looks like it might. Uh, be. I'll have to check that out. I know that. It, uh, I know the remake was on Hulu for a while and the remake had uh Shannon Elizabeth playing as the main demon woman, uh, Angela. Huh. And there was, there was one kind of gross scene in that, that, you know, had the, her dancing with another girl and they started floating and then she turned into the demon right in front of the girl and like turned around and ripped her face off. And I'm just like, Jesus, Holy fuck. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like <laughs> certain shit like that, you know, I'm sorry for yeah. anybody who might've wanted to watch it. That might get spoiled or whatever, but there you go. You got to kind of understand that if you don't have some cheese factor to your horror movies, what's the fucking yeah. point? There's got to be some kind of fun to it. Unless you're going to go straight, like serious, dark, like fuck you up kind of. Well, yeah. see, you've got to have the light to equal out the dark. So you can't, yeah. you can't not have Michael Myers without Jason Voorhees. And right. I know you mentioned in your last episode that you just watched uh, Jason Goes to Hell, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm truly sorry that you had to fucking watch that. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, it's, I fucking it was, hate that uh, movie so much. It's good. It's campy. It's, it's funny. It's it's funny, you know. It's the, one of those. You know, the whole yeah. scene where the fucking woman at the diner tries to stop the dude, and he just fucking elbows her and her entire mouth caves right. in. Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh. Like you said, though, still better than Jason X. <sighs> Anything's better than I, <laughs> Jason X doesn't exist. I'm sorry. Fuck, yeah. fuck that. No, 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 no. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Don't need any of that. Hell no. Oh, shit, man. All right, dude. I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, and uh, I mean, obviously, it's been a blast chatting again, dude. Um, oh, yeah, man. Always like bringing you on. And uh, I was. You know, obviously, and now, especially since you've you're kind of rebranding and and getting your new show out there. Obviously, I want to help you, you know, promote that and however I can. So, um, I appreciate again, that. Go ahead and give out the credentials and the show and the Twitter and all that stuff again. Uh, the show is Legendary Geekouts uh, on Twitter at Geekouts Pod, and that's where you're going to find all the information on my show. You can find me on Twitter at bearded geek 19 and that's where you find me oh, yeah, bullshitting with everything i'm sorry i kept you from eating <laughs> I no just, dude hey i'm I, I my i knew my wife was coming home kind of late so i was like you know snacking and whatnot so I'm, I'm not like starving i was just like i didn't eat dinner i should probably eat before i go to bed or it's gonna be more, if i don't eat before i go to bed like it doesn't matter what time it is i will wake up like two or three hours later and be like that sort of miserable kind of hungry. So I'm not like, I got to get downstairs. It's just like, <laughs> I know I've got to do it before I go to bed. And I know I got to wake up early in some capacity tomorrow. Cause old kiddo, he likes to start screaming and yelling about Buzz Lightyear at about, uh, about seven 30 AM. So yeah, that's, <laughs> but, that's, uh, uh, well, actually it's funny because our oldest two, they're the ones that'll stay up all night or, or they'll yeah. get up at the butt crack of dawn. Our, yeah. Youngest is the one that wants to party all night and sleep in. So I'm like, really? I'm like, okay, 
we can we can deal we can try and find a happy medium here but when he wakes yeah. up his first thing is he's got to find his uh tablet to play his uh elmo games and you know yeah uh peppa pig games and shit like that so <laughs> you know his big thing is like you know the the studio ghibli movies that are on hbo max he's been really oh yeah yeah he loves my neighbor totoro and spirited away and all that that's so, cool and then I've gotten him hooked on Doctor Who now, so he's already stolen <laughs> uh, most of my Doctor Who pop vinyls and my Sonic Screwdriver and shit. I have a I had a, I had a pop vinyl TARDIS in my car hanging from the mirror, one of those little keychain things, and he's already stolen that <laughs> from me. So he's a little geek, and I couldn't be more proud of this. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome, dude. Hell yeah, I've got a. Uh... The uh the screwdriver thing is like a spork version of that that came with like a loot crate one time. I still have that thing, um, to, even though I've I've never watched Doctor Who in my life. You ought to like, look I'm into like, hey, it with the horror cool. aspect. Yeah, I, and I've seen things here and there that have maybe been like, I might have to get into this and just figure out a good place to jump in. The Weeping it's, Angels will win you over. I know. I okay. just hearing how you are about horror and like hearing some of the stuff that you've talked about. The Weeping Angels will be the thing that wins cool, you over. Man. The Weeping Angels, hell yeah. All right. Well, I'll check it out. <laughs> but, uh, dude, it's been a blast, man. It's been great talking to you again. We'll do it again. Hell we'll yeah. do more crossovers and just talk about the, uh, you know, the horror stuff that we're into and uh, whatever it may be and, you know, anything in between. So, dude, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it, man. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely.